0: Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. So Okay, so first I think we need to talk about, before we get into this ethical quandary thing, we need to talk about the fact that this is our second podcast. Our first podcast was on something that, of course, um, I've been super stressed out about, short-term mission trips. I'm terrified that I'm going to offend someone with my (laughs) judging of their short-term mission trip. That's what this podcast is all about, Denise, judging people (laughs) and our qualified opinions. (laughs) Yes, that's what it's about. I realize this, but it's keeping me up at night, Jessica, seriously. (laughs) So what you're saying is people should probably not take this too seriously? Probably not take our podcast too seriously. And this is kind of a comedy podcast? A little bit. I But we're not like professional comedians, so we're not good at it. No. (laughs) I mean, we just mostly judge people and have a lot of opinions. And the fact is, our opinions are not the same. Jessica and I have completely different opinions. I feel like I am a little bit more caring. (laughs) 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 Whatevs. no that's not that's not true that's not true i just wanted to see her react with not knowing what i was going to say she had a terrified look on her face no i just we are having so much fun with this and i just thank everyone who listened to our first podcast and we are very excited for you to listen to this one and our topic today is the mike pence rule or um as it should be better known as the billy graham rule yes the reason that this came up was I shared um a article on my personal Facebook page about how the church treats um sexual abuse victims and how atrocious it is um and how in one case um a recent case that came to light um Andy Savage had um been a youth pastor who was twenty two and had um brought a seventeen year old Youth, um, was supposed to be bringing her home, had permission from her mother to bring her home from youth group and instead brought her to a deserted, um, field and, uh, sexually assaulted her. And when it came out, um, the victim came out and said that she was sexually assaulted, He went in front of the church and confessed, but while he was confessing, he minimized the whole situation, and the congregation's response was to give him a standing ovation. And my point was, this is why people, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why people are leaving the church, because when they are treated like that um, by churches, um, victims are completely disregarded that is way worse than how even um, Hollywood is treating victims right now. But one of the comments underneath was, well, that's why the Mike Pence rule should be enacted, then sexual assault wouldn't happen. Um, And I had some strong reactions to that. Um, But uh, Denise, you did some research on what the Mike Pence rule is and where it came from. So basically, um, Mike Pence rule came from the early 2000s, And he had done an interview in 2002, and the Washington Post dug it up again uh, recently, because obviously he's coming. He's now Uh, the vice president President of the United States. In his article, Pence explains that he never eats alone with a woman other than his wife, and that he won't attend events featuring alcohol without her by his side. So that's kind of a variation of the Billy Graham rule. Billy Graham in 19 Oh gosh, let me find it. in 1948. I want to get my dates right mm-hmm, here. Right. Yeah, cuz it's that's an important date, 1948. Right so, after World War 2 that was. <laughs> so Billy Graham as everyone knows has pretty much escaped scandal for his entire career. He really was not full of scandal. He was a good-looking guy who mm-hmm. could kind of use his good looks to catapult him further with his evangelism and he also avoided scandal and what he did one of the things he did was he sat down with his team in 1948 and they all signed and had a discussion about what their you know their ethics were going to be and how they were going to conduct themselves what was the rules then so the rules were basically what Mike Pence said, but a little bit more extreme. You know, they won't go out to dinner with a woman alone. They won't be at any functions. I don't think that they were necessarily attending functions with alcohol in Probably them not, to begin not, with. No. But, you know, just it was, in my opinion, what I noticed about the 1948 thing was it's really easy to not go out to dinner with a Woman when you don't have any women working with you mm-hmm. um on your staff, and if you do, they're probably married women who it easily can be like a double date, mm-hmm. and so I thought that was some interesting tidbit that we are still enacting a rule from nineteen forty eight when things have changed quite a bit um yeah it it was definitely something that was taught to me broadly and um The culture that I grew up when was never be with a man alone. Oh, my. Unless unless um, you're related to him, but basically never be with a man alone. Oh, my parents still live by this. My parents have no opposite sex friends um, that they hang out with Mm -hmm. at all. I'm not sure. I should ask ask how they feel about it professionally because mm-hmm. that's where we're gonna kind of go with mm-hmm. our conversation. <laughs> because I feel like personally, you can really do that in your life and it not hurt anyone, mm-hmm. not hurt you, not hurt anyone else. Right. Um, but if, if you want to make that decision not to be alone with an opposite sex in your personal life, that's that's fine. That's that's your decision. I don't think it's a, a necessarily a rule that you need to push on other people. But if that's your rule for you, go for it. Um, (laughs) Well, I think that's going to be kind of a theme with our podcast (laughs) is if it's good for you, great. Don't push it on other people. They might have something else that they're going to be having issues with. Um, I should ask my parents about that because it would be interesting because I think my dad really worked mostly with men. Mm -hmm. He worked in maintenance field. Um, my mother worked mostly with women. She was a nurse right. so um I mean, of course that they did have contact with opposite sex, but was it something that affected them in their day to day now, does it affect you like could could you enact the Mike Pence rule Jessica and and <laughs> and, and succeed in your job? uh no, that would not go well <laughs> um especially in my job right now, um as a an adoption worker. I work mostly Um, all alone all alone in my office with my stacks and stacks of paperwork that sometimes is higher than me um can I tell you a trick that you do to get people (laughs) to come into your office Okay. can I give it away? What is that that you keep candy on your desk? Oh, I don't do that anymore. Though. No. Oh no. <laughs> why I not? I, I don't know why. I think it's because when I started being paleo, it was too much of a temptation. Um, oh. But um <laughs> she used to bribe people to I come used, talk I to me. Yeah, it was it was or when we stopped having any staff to come talk to me, maybe that was when I really dropped off. Yes, that's true. You could buy chocolate, but there would be no, be no one, one to one come get it. it. Um <laughs> oh, but yeah, back in the day, it will days when I, we had staff and, uh, I was, uh, working in a different position. I was, my office was situated in such a way that it was right by a client where clients would meet. And so, um, if we had male social workers and they needed to talk to me about a case, they come into my office and they would almost inevitably ask, can I close the door? And I always would say yes, because we need to talk about something confidential. And so just in my position, I'd, have to be alone in an office with a man, but also, um, if we would go out on a home visit together, um, sometimes, uh, I would assist, uh, people bringing kids to the airport and, you know, we'd drive back along, um, even, even for trainings, uh, they would send us, you know, up to Anchorage and we'd rent a car together, um, cause they'd only pay for one car if everybody was up there. So, I mean, it was, and you'd be in the same hotel, um, not room, but a hotel building, and then you have the same car. Um, so yeah, I don't think this, you know, my employment would be super understanding if I suddenly pulled out that I needed to follow the Mike Pence rule. Um, and I think it's interesting, what I've seen is a lot of women saying, yeah, that would never work for me. And a lot of men saying, oh, that's no problem at all, which means that those men aren't interacting with women in their workforce, but women are always interacting with men in their workforce almost almost yeah um, i mean yes there there's some are definitely professions that probably not but so basically what i thought was funny is that it hurts women's careers mm-hmm. ultimately right. it can hurt women's careers i mean if you think about it men go out to dinner together mm-hmm. yeah it's casual but you're still making connections because even though we don't want it to be this way the world works with Who you know. Mm -hmm. It's It's all about networking opportunities, and you're missing that if you can't go out with drinks or with dinner or that casual interaction. And so, my thing that I think would be a really great opportunity for these men who really want to enact the Mike Pence rule is across the board if you would like to avoid women in your workplace and you don't want to be alone with a woman, that is completely fine. But don't be alone with a man Mm -hmm. either. Always go out in groups. Mm -hmm. Always have lunch in groups. Always be in groups. I mean, because that way you're treating everyone equally. And I get what they're trying to do. I mean, they are trying to be the good guy. They are trying to avoid temptation. And that makes sense. But you are actually not dealing with the problem by doing it that way. You are hiding from it. You're basically... Enabling every horrible man stereotype <laughs> into one thing and saying, We just, you know, can't be bothered with learning appropriate behavior. <laughs> so or we can't If you're in a room together, you might accidentally have sex. I mean <laughs> accidental sex, it's a thing, right? Wait. You just trip. You just trip, trip and, and fall. fall into a penis. <laughs> it happens all the time, you would be surprised. Um yeah. And in, really, it doesn't, in my experience, uh, the the Mike Pence rule was enacted in our church. And guess what? It didn't change a thing because the men who were good guys and followed that rule, followed that rule. Because, and the m- but they were good guys yeah, to begin with. Exactly. And the men who were not and were Praying on younger women, didn't follow that rule, and nobody called them on it, even though it was posted all around. Um, so, I mean, it d- didn't change anything. Um, the fact is, a predator is a predator uh-huh. is a predator. Yeah. So, that person is going to find out a way to do it, even if everyone else is exacting the Mike Pence rule. Uh-huh. The other thing that really... Gets me, oh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> is the fact that you think you're going to be alone with a woman. So I think half of the fear is that you're going to be accused of doing something inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're assuming that every woman is a liar. Yeah. That mm-hmm. she will say you did something inappropriate right. and call you out, and, it, and it's this most terrifying thing. I really think. Well, it's that misperception that rape or sexual abuse cases it's always like well what are can we prove it doesn't he have a court of law can he you know get what are we what happens if women lie well sexual abuse allegations false ones are so minuscule that it's just ridiculous that we're even having this conversation and yet almost every woman is questioned um woman man whoever is sexually assaulted they're always questioned. So well, and I brought up the fact that when someone says they're accused of murder, mm-hmm. no one says, "Are they falsely accused of murder?" Mm-hmm. I mean, is this a thing? I mean, it still goes to court. I think mm-hmm. it should it be. It, it, know, it should, should be prosecuted. under the court of law. It, you know. it should be have evidence. It should everything. But you're not going to leave your kid with a murderer, an accused murderer, before you know it goes to trial. But people leave their kids, kids, kids with, with sex s- offenders. Mm-hmm all the time. Accused sex offenders who haven't gone through trial. And most uh, sex offenders don't go to the trial because um, it's not an easy thing to prosecute. People don't want to go through the trial. So it's really, um, yeah, it's really something that's super under-prosecuted. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, so it either the Mike Pence rule puts a stereotype on people that they're either women are liars or men are rapists. Either or, one yes. is not good. <laughs> like a man can't control himself and, uh-huh. a, woman, and a woman is there just for sex. Mm -hmm. She is a sexual object object, and a man can't help himself, which I think does a total disservice Mm -hmm. to both men and women. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I think, I mean, as much as it, it can hurt a woman's career. I think it actually is worse for men. Mm -hmm. Like as far as raising boys, I think the worst thing in the world that our culture teaches little boys is that they can't control themselves and that they are, these creatures that are just filled with lust all the time. And I just feel so bad for little boys and men in, my, in our culture. I can't believe that that they're doing such a disservice to themselves. It's like, it's saying that men can't change culture. That culture and everything is so controlling of them that they can't change it. They can't take responsibility and they can't learn. Um, The other thing that's interesting about the uh, Mike Pence rule is that um, it completely makes invisible the LGBTQ community, because it's basically saying that, you know, men can't be with women because, and women can't be with men because that is the only people who are attracted to each other or might, you know, have sexual relationships with each other. But if you think about somebody who's bisexual, who can they be along with? No one only people they're related to uh and men um you know it, the the whole thing about you talking about you know maybe we should only maybe your personal things you should only be out in groups um that would um Solve some some of that problem. Um, that was your rule. Um, well, I think some I think some of this is interesting because some of the people who are coming forward in the Me Too movement are men mm-hmm. who have been assaulted yes. by men. Mm-hmm. So the Mike Pence rule doesn't really work with no. men that are assaulting other men. I mean, even. Like Terry, Terry? Yeah, Terry Crews. Ter- yes, Terry yeah. Cruz getting his Broke. testicles grabbed. And, by the way, he was not alone. He was with, he was his, with, with his wife. He was with his wife. And he was he in was, a, like, a fundraiser. He and was he, following the Mike Pence rule, and he got <laughs> assaulted. Yeah. I mean, that's so it not stop anything. going to stop no. it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can feel for these men who want to, and, and these couples that want to follow the Mike Pence rule, I get where they're coming from. But I really... I'm looking at a bigger picture, and I don't live by the Mike no. Pence rule. Obviously, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't mm-hmm. operate if I lived by the Mike no. Pence rule because I have roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be impossible. And it's funny because I never think about it with my roommates, but then I think about it when like I'm alone and some one of our guy friends show up, and I'm like, <gasps> that's like the first thing that happens. I don't want that to be the first thing that's in my head because i'm like this is my close guy friend this is normal like they're showing up to watch a nerdy tv show um <laughs> the person if he's listening knows <laughs> who he we're is. talking about with his nerdy with his nerdy tv with show, nerdy TV show. <laughs> and you know he just pops by and sometimes i'm alone and and uh, like that should not be the reaction that i see have when i see my friend I hate that reaction, and that's something that's been ingrained in me, and I'm trying to work myself out of it, because that's a stupid reaction. <laughs> because he's not going to rape you. Uh, no. Or assault you. No. And I'm not going to lie about it. why? Why would he not do those things if because you're alone? Because he's a good guy. Because he's a good guy, <laughs> and he knows inappropriate yeah. behavior. Yeah. And appropriate behavior. Yeah. There is the difference. And I had a talk, and it was stupid, and I felt like I was denigrating his reputation or his like, uh, personhood because I had to go through my head and I think, is this person a rapist? No, absolutely not. is like one of the most cool dudes I've ever met. He's really awesome. And so if he's not a rapist and I'm not going to jump his bones, there's nothing that's going to happen so we can watch the nerdy TV show. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, but that was stupid that I even had to go through that in my head, and that was just part of, like, my upbringing because I was raised like that. And even though I was raised like that, people in my church still were, like, you know, trying to get me alone. Um, So I'm going to bring up another side to the Mike Pence uh, rule, and it's a side that – A lot of people feel like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. But we want to be above reproach Mm -hmm. in our life. We don't want people to think that there is something going on, that there is something bad going on. Mm -hmm. What exactly do you do with that? So uh, that's avoiding that. Because I've got to the point where I'm almost like, F it. I don't give a crap what people think about me. I'm not doing anything wrong. So So but the Bible says just... to avoid the appearance of evil. Exactly. Well guess what, Denise? Guess what I found out? <laughs> I have no idea what. You That's... know why? Oh wait, I'm gonna put this in here. You know why I have no idea? Because I don't prepare anything for these things. I took a few screenshots and I did some highlighting on my iPhone. Like I got excited because I used the little highlighter. And I read them a few times a couple days ago. Completely forgot them again because this is what I do. I forget everything. I don't even know our our send off. Jessica has to write it down with a D next to where I'm supposed to talk because I don't pay attention but you're so to good. anything. Oh, see, with me, I would have been just reading this by myself. It would have been sad. But no, uh, I agree. It would have been sad. <laughs> It might not be much better with me, but at least it's not <laughs> me by a myself. Little, a little Jessica just sitting by herself. <laughs> so, my exciting point about avoiding the appearance yes. evil. sorry. So, okay, think about it. Who did Jesus hang out with? Well, he hung out with a lot of different people. Yes, he did. But some of the people he hung out with, who he's known to hang out with, was tax collectors and prostitutes. Yes. Would that be avoiding the appearance of evil? No. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, if you're, and he was alone with a woman at the well. Yes, he was. And he approached her. He did walk up to her. She did not approach him. He approached her. Yeah. They were alone. Okay. So, anyway. And everyone knew what that woman was about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um. She was she, She did not have a good reputation. No. So, yeah, Jesus didn't seem to be avoiding the appearance of evil at all. He hung out with the roughest people in town, basically. So, one of the things that I found out in some of my research is um, that that actually is probably based on a mistranslation. What it actually says literally. <laughs> You're going to get in trouble for this. Oh, one. I am so going to get in trouble, <laughs> but you guys can look it up for yourself. Um, (laughs) Yes, please. We encourage everyone to look look things things up up for for themselves themselves. and to please have your own opinions Mm -hmm. and don't think that we are telling anyone that they need to have our opinion. If you want to listen to us talk about our Mm -hmm. opinions and ramble on, that's great. Mm -hmm. But we're not looking for a fight. No, no. And we are looking for an educated discussion. Yes, and if you have, like, a, a great point or a, you disagree with us and you want to write it out in an email and send it to us, you can send it to ethicalquandries at outlook.com, but we're not looking for, like, a Facebook rant We won't engage. We're not going to engage with that. Uh, we will We will look at other opinions uh, that are well-presented, though, for sure. Um, but well-presented like this podcast. <laughs> so well-presented. We're super <laughs> Professional. Super professional. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Hans um Hans Deventer and Dennis uh brockcher um, of The Voice, which is the Biblical and Theological Resources for Growing Christians, which seems like a pretty um actually conservative organization. Um, and I saw this in other places as well, not just them, so look it up. Um says that it's based on a mistranslation, um, and what it literally says is instead of um avoid the appearance of evil it literally says abstain from every form of evil okay which i mean jesus clearly did and it's interesting because um i i I remember this so clearly as i must have been a child of like seven when a, a a pastor came and said that you know this woman he knew this older woman and she was so great because she would never drink pop out of a can She would only drink it out of a glass because she didn't want people to think that she was drinking beer. Now, there is so many things wrong with that theologically. Because (laughs) what is wrong with drinking alcohol in the first place is that's not anything that's in the Bible either um legalism is adding rules that aren't in the Bible (laughs) and making other people follow them but anyway um but he was so proud of her because she was avoiding the appearance of evil and he thought that was so great and I always thought of that as a kid as like am I avoiding the appearance of evil enough am I drinking out of the soda can and are people thinking I'm gonna drink out of drinking beer um I feel like nothing a lot of guilt (laughs) I feel like that is one, mm-hmm. I can't say the top because I've got a lot of issues with guilt, but it's one of the f- top things in my life that I've actually, I'm kind of excited that mm-hmm. you just told me this because I'm like, oh, this sounds so much, it, it explains so much. Mm-hmm. It I don't have to worry as much because it's as, as much as I like to say "eff it, it's mm-hmm. still in the back of my mind. I was raised this way. Mm-hmm. You don't know appearance of evil. You don't want anyone to think that you are doing something that is unethical or unbiblical. And to have that explained, you know, that you stay away from, abstain from every form of evil, that is so much easier <laughs> for me. Because then I'm not wondering what other people sure. are thinking. And you can't control what other people are thinking. You may be doing something that you think is completely normal, and they're going to be like, oh my goodness. See, I've always thought that that was very unhealthy, because <laughs> you're assuming what someone mm-hmm. else has an issue with, mm-hmm. and what they find is evil. And I mean, go from denomination to denomination, and every that changes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So how in the world can you ever keep up with that? Right. So yay (laughs) something for me to dwell on well i mean we talk about freedom but you know Mm -hmm. real freedom Mm -hmm. is hard to really accept Mm -hmm. believe it or not yeah so anyway i thought that was really interesting and really freeing and the other thing i thought was interesting is is most of our friends um our husbands were all raised in the um evangelical um Background. Uh, background as well. And I was wondering what they thought about it, what their perspective was, was if they were taught this explicitly like I was, or if it was something that they were never taught, or what they thought about it. And I got two completely different answers from them. <laughs> and they were both raised in the Nazarene church. So I don't know what that meant. But Mike said that he was... And ex- Mike is... Mike is my husband. And he <laughs> said that... Um, He was raised that you never are alone with a woman. And he and I said, well, do you think about it now? And he said, well, not when it comes to friendships or things like that. But it's like in the back of his mind, if he doesn't know somebody very well, he has to be um, alone with women in his work as well. And so he says he thinks about it a little bit if he's not somebody he just knows real well, which makes sense. And then I talked to Patrick about it and he said he wasn't taught that Um, that wasn't something that he was taught. Um. But and he also said, "At, at with a professional, um, I'm I mean, surprised. I am. Like, he may not have he, been paying any attention. <laughs> okay, so obviously, obviously, my husband and I have something in common where we both don't pay attention to things. And it's I'm surprised we've actually survived as long as we have in the world because so <laughs> haven't I'm surprised hit by he, a bus yet. <laughs> yes, I'm surprised that he said that he wasn't taught that because I have. I have a strong feeling that he was taught that, but I'll have to check with my mother-in-law. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, sorry. Um, But he said that in a professional um, situation where he knows somebody really well, he wouldn't think about it with a friend, he wouldn't think about it. But he had a situation recently where he had a woman that he didn't know come in and check the scales. And he thought about it, but only because he thought, is she nervous around me? So he, like, and he's supposed to close the door because it was to the... Um, free freezer area. He didn't want the cold air to, you know, escape, and he decided to leave it open, a crack, t- so she would feel more comfortable. Which I think was a totally different. It's that was nice. I feel like that's a you know nice thing to think He's about. A nice guy, yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't like he didn't think about legalism, legalism, or what he was supposed to be doing or anything like that. He was just thinking about this person that he didn't didn't know him and about her comfort. Um, so, yes. I mean, and that and is I like think, a really, that's and I a caring, think that's where, loving way to think about it. And things. I think that mm-hmm. that's where I feel some, some tornness mm-hmm. for this, because really, if a man feels that he needs to do this, he is trying to be a good mm-hmm. guy. He is trying to avoid a bad situation, which can I say that that's mm-hmm. wrong to avoid a bad situation? No, not at all. I think, I think if that's a good choice for you, that's a great choice for you. But if you make a policy Mm -hmm. in your business... It becomes benevolent sexism. It's very hard. And it puts us back years. Mm -hmm. And what women need more in business is more mentorship. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's hard to get mentorship from women who are high up because right now there's not a ton of women that are high up. So men are going to have to step up to the plate. Mm -hmm. And there is actually a mentorship thing that is starting that I saw, it was one of my screenshots, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, it's called leanin.org. And the hashtag mentor her is a new campaign. So check that out. They will be providing men with tips on how to be effective mentors to female colleagues, as well as insight into why mentors are crucial to one one's career success. And people with mentors are more likely to get promotions, yet women are less likely then men to be mentored, and women of color get the least support of all. Mm-hmm. So that's a woman named Cheryl Sandberg, and she's the chief operating officer of Facebook and the co-founder of LeanIn.org. Mm-hmm. That is pretty awesome that she started that. Yeah, as Mentorships re- are so important. Uh, the reason I have my job is because of a mentorship. And this, Cheryl started this Mm -hmm. because there was the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. then there was the backlash of the Mike Pence rule, Mm -hmm. and she is actually doing this in response to the Mike Pence rule. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Be a mentor. (laughs) Basically, it's training men, because you don't need to stay and feel like you just avoiding the situation is going to fix it. Mm -hmm. You are a grown man. Yeah. You can learn Mm -hmm. how to... Interact with women on a professional level. If you you don't know how. And you can be part of the solution and part of the change that this culture so desperately needs. Instead of avoiding women and seeing women as dangerous, lean in yourself and lean into fixing the problem. You can be such a part of the culture change that needs to happen. So do you have anything else to say about the Mike Pence women's? I don't. Have we judged the heck out of it? I feel like I've been pretty judgy. Okay. So we've judged the heck out of that. So what is our ethical product this week? So our ethical product is Good Paper Cards. Okay. Ooh. Tell me about So this is a company that I love, 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 love. I basically stock them online and try to give everyone I give cards to one of their cards. So, this company has two card-making facilities. One is located in the Philippines, and one is located in Rwanda. In the Philippines, they employ women who have escaped sex trafficking. In Rwanda, they employ young adults orphaned by disease. Each card is handmade, handcrafted, and hand-signed by the person who made it. So every time I give a card, it has the signature of the person who's made it on it, and I love it. It is awesome. They are so cute and so funny. I just recently got one from my husband for my birthday. What did it say? Something (laughs) about nachos. It said, it's your birthday, let's kick it up a nacho. With some cute little nachos. Nachos with cheese. <laughs> yes, it was a very cute card. They make amazing handcrafted cards. If you guys get a chance to check them out, we'll put their website in the comments most likely because I haven't figured out how to do show notes now. <laughs> we will figure out show notes at some point at some point. This is a learning curve as we talked about in the beginning. So thank you for joining us at here at Ethical Quandary. is a podcast where we have a lot of questions but no answers and, and we're, judging we're judging you, you anyway. anyway. Technical Support and Photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by epidemicsound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandries at And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, check out Tip Kingsley on YouTube and Mid Toker has his own podcast.